Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back into another episode of Jake's Takes. I am your host, Jake Masucci, and today we got a special edition of the podcast. Today I am joined by my guy, Giovanni Mosheri, and I am super ex- excited for this episode. Um, Giovanni's been awesome, flat out awesome. Uh, really helped out the show in numerous ways, helped get me started, really. So uh, I, I really appreciate him coming on the podcast and uh, all he's done for me. So this is a cool podcast. It's the second time around we're doing the Super Bowl preview, which is just crazy to me. Unbelievable. Um, and, you know, we talked about his show. We talked about ins and outs of the Super Bowl, just a deep dive into that. We talked about the Lions to start. And we talked about a little bit of coaching carousel and some of the surprises there. So kind of jumped around the league a little bit. Um, really fun episode. And, you know, I'm looking forward to sharing it with you guys. So without further ado, I am going to cue the music. Welcome back into the podcast, and I am super excited for this one. Super excited. I got my guy, Giovanni Mosheri. I said it right? Did I say it yes, right? Yes, you did. Yes. Yes, <laughs> I got it. I got it. But uh, Giovanni's back, and we're back. It's a Super Bowl preview, our second Super Bowl preview. That's crazy to say, Giovanni. It was a long time ago. Cause, yeah, we're, we're at WXOU. We didn't have the setup like nope. this. We were just kind of nope. crammed into the other room. <laughs> last time. Yeah, we were crammed into the other room. We were scraping together audio to try to figure it out. And look at us now, man. Like, both you're running a very successful show. Tell me how the show's been doing. Like, so, I've been listening here and there, and I love the show. It's a great show. We advertise each other's shows oh, time yeah. and time again. But tell me how the show's been going. Show's been going great. We moved to Mondays at noon now just because of the classes this semester. But okay. having like I got it kind of established now in terms of the setup and like a routine for it. And it's just every week is like a little bit no, little notes here and there for myself to get better. And it's just been a lot of fun doing it. That's started, awesome. Started live streaming on YouTube too. So it's, yeah, that's it's cool. Fun. That's cool. That's something I need to get better at is the YouTube aspect. And that's what I've been trying to do, you know, with some uh, video podcasts and stuff like that here and there. And, you know, like uh, the video aspect is probably one of the harder parts. Dude, you got no idea. I mean, th- th- those listening, if you don't have a podcast, like it, it is a lot more work than you would imagine when it comes to the when it comes to the video, especially the social media yeah. aspect of it, making yeah. thumbnails and uh, and like all the work that goes into promoting it. It's mm-hmm. it makes you appreciate all the people that do it for other networks. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. All right, let's get into some football. Football. Okay, uh, you got the Detroit Lions on your shirt. They were awesome this year, it flat was, out awesome. It was, it was a great season. Talk to me about your opinion of the Lions, how the season went. Talk to me about everything. It was a rough ending, which we'll get to, but talk to me about your thoughts on the Lions. Yeah, I mean, it's always going to be a rough ending when it doesn't end in a Super Bowl, especially when you get yourself into the stratosphere of those teams that are able to make it, the championship game-level teams. And, I mean, yeah, it's always going to be sour, but for me as a fan, I kind of positioned myself uh, before the championship game for, you know, maybe it doesn't happen, beating the one seed in their house for the first time you've ever been. Like, you know, sometimes it happens, but it, it doesn't take away 
from the fact that one, we got there getting to the NFC championship game, even like when the playoffs started, if you know, after the Rams win extra credit from there, yeah, the goals have been reached. The boxes have been checked. So for me, it's just, I'm just kind of enjoying the, you know, the fresh air, if you will, Mm -hmm. but you know, it's early on it's year three and there's still a lot of pieces left to be improved like i can't believe we dragged that defense all the way to the championship game yeah so yeah, it, it was true. it's just a matter of like okay now we have that experience we know what it tastes like so next year we're going to be able to really gear ourselves and target that nfc championship game again because we know what it, we know what it's like we know what it smells like there 100 mm-hmm. i mean with the lions this year like we just gotta be so thankful that this year happened because uh, yeah, we definitely. haven't had this winning in forever and the city was on fire the oh my city god was it, awesome it, it the city was gonna burn down one way or another if we exactly. got to the Super Bowl. <laughs> exactly 100 percent. and um i mean you can look at that last game have a bitter taste in your mouth all that stuff it was a, it was a rough way to lose a game yeah 100 percent. i've kind of isolated my, the the thought of like the action in the game itself because it's like oh we got there but we didn't make it I, mm-hmm. I, if i dive too deep into the details of how the game went then i'm really gonna get upset <laughs> so like there's gotta be times where like you reel it in and you gotta manage yourself as a fan exactly in terms of, like where you're like where your emotions are positioned and all that stuff exactly so, I, I don't think about the game itself too much yeah no 100 i mean overall you look at it and it was a great season and guess what we're keeping both of our coordinators yeah. which is something Dude. that it's huge it's i know exactly i had that exact reaction it's like it's something that lions fans just didn't expect i think no, everybody I, expected ben johnson to leave aaron glenn to leave stuff like that they were big time coaching names and they're still here so we got to be thankful for that right definitely i mean and you know people have criticism about how ben johnson went about uh, refusing the offer of the commanders. I yep. say, stay mad haters. <laughs> we, we still keep our top coordinator. And like, yeah, the entire season, it was basically like, we got to do like part of the pressure of getting to the playoffs and all that stuff was like, this is all we have left mm-hmm. of Ben Johnson. So we got to take advantage of it until now. Now we got, now it's like it completely turned around my re- reaction and emotion to the off season, because instead of dwelling on the game of the NFC championship game itself, Oh, we're back now. Like it, it's, yeah. it's it's reboot. Re- get the game back together. Let's go. And it's a totally different attitude towards the offseason. Yeah. No, I agree 100%. I mean, it's it's big time news. Big, big time news. Big time. Because Ben Johnson was probably the star candidate for a long time other than Jim Harbaugh, of course, but yeah. like he was probably the star candidate for everybody. And the fact that that commander's job didn't work out, which I think everybody assumed it was probably going to work out. Yeah, I mean, out, there was no crazy. there was really no sign that it was not going to happen, but when you look at it, and it's, you know, I you hate to read the guy's personality and stuff. We don't know nothing about him, but, you know, not everybody wants to be a head coach. You know, it's true. Like, it's true. I mean, it's a lot of things in sports. It's like, why do they have to be this? Why does every coordinator have to be a head coach? It, it doesn't always happen. And this might be the rare ex- exception where it's just like he doesn't want it. Yeah. Doesn't matter how much money yeah. you give him. I mean, there's a lot of speculation throughout the whole thing. Like I heard reports that uh, he didn't like the basketball minds that were attached to the coaching search and the commanders, uh, which was led by Bob Myers, who's former Golden State guy and Magic Johnson's an yeah, owner was- there. So, uh, I mean, partly that. I also heard Ben Johnson ask for a ridiculous price, like 15 yeah. million, which yeah. is and it, and it could have just know. been a si- simply like okay, like I really don't want to. So here's a number you're not going to read. That's true. It could just That's have true. been like 100 percent off my ass kind of thing. 100 percent and. Uh, with Ben Johnson not leaving, it's a great thing because the offense, oh, yeah. the offense was so dominant throughout the whole year, and they had a system. Everybody's going to be 
feeling really good about that offense. Now it's about how can we get this defense to actually guard someone? Because we were man. we were twenty eighth in the NFL in um our secondary. And it's like, okay, we got all these guys, Cam Sutton, mm-hmm. you know, Gardner Johnson. We lost somebody at the beginning of the year mm-hmm. that hurt uh it's ACL like right away. Yeah, yeah, I can't Mo- remember. Yeah, it was Emmanuel Mosley. Emmanuel like, Mosley came back yep. from one ACL yep. and then the other one goes. Yeah, exactly. Was, that was really unfortunate. So I mean just to me, it's like, how can we make this secondary to where at least we're fifteenth? You know, right. I mean, because that's average, a, that's yeah. a step that we need. Because I don't see any team like when I evaluate football, I don't see any team where you're that bad at something and you make the Super Bowl. It just doesn't right. happen. You have yeah, to be you, at least average, right? You know? I mean, you can't. Yeah, you can't be dragging dead weight across exactly. the finish line in a race that's so long. To yes, keep the, keep the metaphor for the Super Bowl, but yeah, you you have to. Every piece has to stand on its own, even, you know, a little bit. <laughs> like, yeah. it, has to be, it has to be decent, at least, for like any unit that you got on the team. 100%. 100%. So, looking at next year, okay, what are your expectations for this team? Do you think they're back to that NFC Championship, maybe even a Super Bowl appearance? appearance or what are some of your expectations for how we look this year going into next year? I mean, the... I, I hate to put the bar right back to where we finish, but you kind of do have to get back to the NFC Championship game. Yeah. Because of the fact that, I mean, most of the crew is going to stay the same. True. And, real, I mean, looking at that, I mean, the, the weaknesses are obvious. Like we mentioned, like we were talking about the Lions secondary defense. So it's a matter of like, okay, here's the list of how to get back. Keep the offense, check, fix the secondary, and, you know, just essentially keep the same momentum going. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the expectations is going to be back to the NFC championship game. And then from there, it might be another roll of the dice. It might be, I mean, it could turn into what San Francisco has been, which is always getting to the championship game and then kind of rolling the dice as to continuing from there. But deep playoff run ha- has to happen now. For sure. For sure. 100%. And it's crazy because this is the first year that the Lions are going to have those expectations. Oh, yeah. I think as Lions fans, we we both thought that we'd win the NFC North mm-hmm. and uh, make the playoffs. Nobody expected this NFC Championship game. But now this is where the expectations are going to come in. Yeah, yeah. And it's a big year for Campbell. It's a big year for Ben Johnson. It's a big year for Jared Goff. It's mm-hmm. a big year for all those guys to solidify yourself in that spot. And... Uh, you know, I try to cover the game without bias. Right. It's, it's just the truth. Like it's I have, business, yeah. I have my buddy Aaron Smith on for uh, NFL, and we were predicting, and he's like, Lions all the way. See, I can't do that no, because I, I, I have to look at it in 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 spurts and like unbiasedly. Yeah, and you, you gotta zoom. You gotta zoom out. You can't exactly. be looking at Honolulu blue uh, tinted glasses. Exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly. One hundred percent. So when I was looking at that Lions 49ers matchup, it's just like on paper. There's no way the Lions win. And then they went off to yeah. start the game and made everybody look like idiots. I know that that's know? what that's Which what really was crazy. Hurt. Ah. Yeah, and that's what really hurt. And uh we don't have to talk about the game in depth, so <laughs> bring those bring those emotions in. But uh, you know, it just makes you think like this Lions team can take the next step and it can get there. So Definitely. I'm just I'm just super excited for it. Dude. Me too, man. Super this obviously is gonna be fun. All right, so before we get in the Super Bowl, we just talked about Lions for 10 minutes, by the way, which is awesome. I love it. Can't I love it. it. It's so much It's so much better to talk about them this way than we did last year. Oh, man, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> which, is, which is awesome. Awesome, for sure. But we did just end Aaron Rodgers' Green Bay last year. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you like that. You like that. But give me some opinions on just the rest of the NFL, just some uh, 
offseason stuff that's happened or anything that just stood out to you about this year besides the Super Bowl, which we'll get into. So um, I want to focus on the coaching carousel real quick because it was a lot. I mean, Ben Johnson, obviously being in the mix of it, kind of kept my eye a little bit closer to it than normal. But the fact that, I mean, we knew the Bill Belichick not being the head coach of the Patriots. We kind of knew that was going to happen as unbelievable as it sounded. Mm. But what was at first unbelievable, but then understandable was the fact that he's still not a head coach. That yeah. He's going to be sitting, uh, he's going to be at home for this season, but it, which was like, how could you do that to somebody with a mm-hmm. resume like that? But you dig a little bit more into the details. If you get Belichick on your coaching staff, everything's got to go. Yeah. You got to clean the shelves and you know, you have to make it his way. Mm-hmm. That's a really big undertaking for any team to do, especially like, Hey, I mean, we're a decent team. We just need a better coach. It's like, Oh, we got to do away with the whole team now to get like it's too it's too much to give up. Yeah. So that that one was particularly interesting to me and what was r- more so was Mike Vrabel also Vrabel. probably yeah. going to be on the on, at home for this season. Mm-hmm. He was he's an incredible coach he's a great and I coach. think it's, it was coach. just a simple matter of the roster that was in Tennessee and it's like you're going to get rid of that guy. Mm-hmm. And the way it, it made the way the news around it makes it sound is just uh, some petty reasons yeah. about like, Oh, like I didn't like him mm-hmm. at the red jacket ceremony at the Patriots. Like that's not like if you're got a new cor- new uh, quarterback in Will Levis and you're like, sort of like on, you know, starting to improve, you can't get rid of the guy who's basically built it to that point. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, I, especially, he's not old either. Yeah. For he sure. ain't that old for sure. And he was, widely considered one of the best coaches in the nfl i thought it would be like five minutes and he's on a new team exactly exactly but the thing is with this coaching carousel i was so weird it's like everybody's just looking for that young gun you know like the mike mcdonald was such a name yeah you know because of what he did with that ravens defense what he did with michigan's defense he turned michigan's defense around in college football and then uh looking at some other names it was like all young guys raheem morris who had an opportunity um i think it was wasn't it Tampa Bay Tampa Bay was right. it yeah he had an opportunity in Tampa Bay and it didn't work out but uh I mean Raheem Morris another young name that's mm-hmm. just very talented all these young guys trying to get those opportunities and Vrabel you think would like take the cake and be the best candidate but with these teams like they were just looking for a younger guy someone different and someone that's not taking control of front office right whereas Bill Belichick and Vrabel's gotten to that point where he's such a good coach that maybe he wants to take on that challenge, and nobody was ready for that. Right. You know? And, and it, it's just, it's a lot of an undertaking. You want more, and it kind of goes with, you know, I guess just a lot of people in sports, like you, like the fantasization, yeah. as many syllables as that might be, <laughs> like where you want to plug and play. Mm-hmm. You, you want someone to fit the, like fit in with what you got with as minimal change as possible and then improve it in that focused way. That's not all. That's not how all these candidates are built. So exactly, exactly. They don't, they don't fit the puzzle. Yeah, I agree one hundred percent. All right. Well, we're gonna take a little break, and then when we get back from the break, we'll start talking about the Super Bowl, which is hopefully what you guys tuned in for. But uh, we'll be back in a sec. Hello, hello. This is Giovanni Mosheri. You may have heard me a couple times on Jake's takes. 
I am the sports media director of Oakland University's campus radio station, WXOU, and I've been the host for about two years of a weekly sports show called The Jomo Show, where we cover all of Oakland University athletics, including a weekly update on scores and highlights, as well as interviews with athletes or those otherwise involved in athletics. You can listen to The Jomo Show live on WXOU Thursdays at 6, or you can tune in to me afterwards on Spotify. It's The Jomo Show. All right, welcome back into the show, and let's get right to it, okay? The Super Bowl is here, and I think we're both ready for it. Both of us wish, wish the Lions were there. Absolutely. But, um, you know, we, we gave the Lions their time. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about the Super Bowl. So, Chiefs 49ers, I do have to say this before we start. Um, when I did my last podcast with Aaron, yeah. uh, we did it before the second round. Mm-hmm. I picked all those games right. Are you serious? Yeah, all those games, which is insane. Even last insane. Super Bowl, you picked pretty close. Yeah, I know. Well, th- that one, I just picked the Chiefs, right, pretty much. But this year, I also did pick the Jets to win the Super Bowl uh, at uh, the beginning okay. of the year. So, like, it doesn't really count too much. <laughs> but, um, you know, still, I, I just got to throw that out there on my podcast. Brag a little bit. You know, I, I just got to get the bragging in a little bit. But, okay, let's talk about the game. So, 49ers are favored by two and a half in this one. And... um. Both teams looked really good. I mean, 49ers in the second half against the Lions. Yeah. And then um, Kansas City just came out with an unbelievable game plan against Baltimore. And, and like, their defense just dominated. Uh, yeah. So talk to me a little bit about what you've seen from both te- both these teams in the playoffs and just throughout the regular season. I'm seeing a Mahomes that is literally dragging the worst receiving core that I've ever <laughs> seen on that team, dragging them all the way to a Super Bowl. And it's it's getting into the atmosphere into almost into the stratosphere of like it doesn't like i never believed it at first a lot of people were saying it but like it doesn't matter what's around mahomes Mm -hmm. he will get it done i never subscribed to that until this season to where it's like wow this team blows but they're also in the super bowl now so for the matchup itself it's like you can get to all the football and the x's and o's and the 49ers eat like super stacked roster all around but they have mahomes yeah, and I think it's a, it's I I I'm ashamed that I had to, to subscribe to that, but because it's 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 lame podcasting for me. Like I don't say much on my show, but like yeah. that's genuinely the case. Mm-hmm. It, and all you need is Mahomes and Kelsey, and the defense is good enough to where the rest of the offense is 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 whatever. Yeah, yeah. All you really need is is Kelsey and a little bit of Pacheco, and it, that could be enough for sure, for sure. And that's something we talked about last year when we were doing Chiefs Eagles. Um, you picked the Eagles. I did, and uh, I don't like. It I either. completely respect that pick. You know, uh, the Eagles are the better team in this scenario. The 49ers are the better team. Okay, it's they are really similar. They are. It's it's very similar, and uh, you know that's why. Like, I'll just say my pick now. Like on the original podcast I did, I picked the 49ers because mm-hmm. I just didn't think this Chiefs team was good enough. They didn't look great in that first round. No, they really didn't. So, like, I just wasn't sure if I, – I believed in them enough to get past the Bills and the Ravens because mm-hmm. I trust Mahomes more than I trust Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson. It's, ju- it's yeah. just how – it's just how QB, really – QB, absolutely. Exactly. It's just how quarterbacks – so I rank quarterbacks based off playoff success, taking care of the ball, and stats. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's how I rank quarterbacks. And the only two quarterbacks currently 
that I trust in a playoff scenario to win me a game no matter what is Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow. That's it. And uh, a lot of people are off the Joe Burrow bandwagon because he's injured and blah, yeah. blah, blah. This team's not there. Yeah, it's, all it's that out, stuff. Of, out of sight, out of mind. Exactly. But, um, you know, I just wasn't there with Lamar and Josh Allen yet. Josh Allen really impressed me with the way he played against Patrick Mahomes in that That's second round. Yeah. I thought he played great. Lamar is Lamar, okay? I gave him a lot of credit for the MVP season. I gave him a lot of credit for getting to the AFC Championship. If you haven't been listening, I'm not the biggest Lamar guy. I'm just not. And uh, it's it's nothing against him. I just didn't like how the trade stuff went last year. I yeah. didn't like his opinion on that. And, um, you know, I think he's a fantastic football player. Mm-hmm. And it was hard to figure that out. But um, yeah. Yeah, it becomes very, it's a, a very twisted web. Exactly, exactly. And he just hasn't, like, in that game, that AFC Championship game, he just didn't step up to the way that uh, you would expect, like an all-star quarterback to, you yeah. know, step up. It, step it's, up. I mean, like the the way the Baltimore should have won that game. Exactly. I, the, yes. the play calling and just the way the game was managed was not it wasn't helpful to him. I, I mean, to me, so I saw that AFC Championship game as Lamar being forced to do something he's not the best yeah. at, which is, I mean. T- to be a traditional drop back and drop yeah. back and throw quarterback. That's not what he's good at. What he's good at is this unique ability to run and be everywhere yeah. and be dangerous at all times. Then the Baltimore didn't run the game to take advantage of that. Exactly. And Zay Flowers didn't help either. <laughs> rookie rookie receiver yeah. becoming a rookie in the worst time. Yep. So I mean, I, I took it as like the the Ravens lost, but Lamar was no, I thought he was good enough to win it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and I mean, that just brings me to the point that the chiefs, they looked great. Like those two first two drives in that game, they went off the top of my head. I think they went 30 plays and went down the field both times, took up a whole quarter of offense and scored two touchdowns. And that's all they needed. They needed a field goal and then that's it. They didn't score in the second half. Yeah. And it's kind of an old school mentality. I mean, like right. Right away, when you mentioned that, I go back to the 2000 Steelers, and I remember the offensive yep. game plan was, or like Ray Lewis was going to the coach saying, like, give me 10 points. Yeah. That's, and, and, you know, a little bit of point inflation for exactly. nowadays in football. Give me, give me 14, give me 17 points. Yep. And this defense will lock it down. And that's where this defense comes into play because the secondary is so talented. It is. Like the way that they were guarding those receivers, because Lamar had time. But yeah. there was nothing they could do because the Chiefs would leave two guys in the middle and spy spy Lamar. So Lamar's not running anywhere. So then Lamar's left mm-hmm. to figure out who's open, like who can get open. And nobody could, you know, because yeah. that secondary is just unbelievable. McDuffie, Sneed, Willie Gay, just all guys that are just unbelievable. And that Chiefs defense, I mean, I said it before to you last year. I believe that that defense carried them more to the championship than that offense. That's, it's the same thing this yeah, year. It is, and it's and most of those guys. I mean, we're all three of the guys you mentioned in last year's yep, Super Bowl. Yep, they're as young as they are. Exactly. They literally have won a Super Bowl already. Yep. So you know, it, them being too young before wasn't a problem, and now having that experience plus one year, you know that that is a really quick way to become a. Basically a veteran in the NFL in two years. One hundred percent for all the, two or three years for all those young guys on the defense. So you you have the the agility and like the youthful strength with a veteran's mindset. That's very dangerous to have that spread out across that Chiefs defense. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. And uh, you know, that just makes the Chiefs so so tough to, you know, bet against because they have the defense and they have 
the most trustworthy quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, most, most trustworthy duo in the NFL. Exactly. exactly. A little bit less so this season, but I mean, like, one, you know, you, know, you, you look at the championship game. What, what Kelsey had like eleven catches. Didn't yeah, he? he had nine catches in the first half, like which is incredible. Like they've done it so often, man. Mm, like, so they're, often they're used so to it. often. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, let's talk about the other side a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, the, the the Chiefs we kind of zeroed in more defensive focused. They got a great offense. Uh, we didn't mention Pacheco, mm-hmm. which we'll get to in a right. little bit. But um, defense or. Let's just talk about 49ers in general. Yeah. What are your thoughts on how the 49ers have been so far this year? So the right away, the the headline of the 49ers is usually the quarterback, Brock Purdy. Yep. And how you are it's it's like two sides of the coin. You either hate his guts because you don't think he's talented enough to get to where he is right now, or you're on the other side and you say, like, well, he's just a really good quarterback. I'm on the side of, well, I mean, like most things, it's a little bit in the middle. Yeah. He has the best roster in the league. Mm. Why does he also have to be the best quarterback in the league? Fair. That's fair, not how yeah. the team is built. And like we mentioned, kind of like the plug and play nature of the coaches previous or, you know, earlier in this podcast, Brock Purdy fits perfect into what is a great team. That's okay. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to do all this yeah, extra stuff because what, all you have to do is score and win. So I I I don't subscribe to that. Like, oh, he he stinks. He's good and he does what he has to do. Mm-hmm. So that so we'll put that out of the way. I they ha, there have been moments where he's looked like a second year seventh round quarterback. He does happen to be human at times, but with the rest of that 49ers specifically in the offense here, I, did they have like the most like all pros or pro bowls or stuff? Yeah, or something like that. Or they, in they, the past, they, in the past, yeah. yeah. They they just litter those um, those all star type of positions in the league, and. Listen, it's a team sport. You got 11 guys on the field. If half of them are like Pro Bowls or, or all pros, that's going to be a really good setup. And they can do it. Real, they, the offense can really cook any way that you want them to. You want to run it with McCaffrey like 30, 30 times? He's going to do that. Mm-hmm. You you want him to score two touchdowns? I think it's literally minus money for him to score two <laughs> touchdowns. So and and then you could throw it to Kittle and Ayuk has really become like a yeah. star receiver. Yes, that's true. And, that's true. And then you got the Swiss Army knife of Debo. Like it, it's a completely stacked roster, and it when you look at it, they are favored in the game for a reason. Mm-hmm. That's just on the offensive side. The defensive side has stars as well. Kind of the same deal as the offense. A little, I mean, a little bit. Less so, especially in certain games. You don't hear a whole lot from Chase Young and Nick Bosa as a combination. But if there's any game that they're going to at least like have some impact and wake up a little bit, it's going to be the Super Bowl. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, talking about the 49ers just a little bit, like, um, I love what you're saying about that offense. The offense just has so many weapons, and Kyle Shanahan is a mastermind. Yeah, and you, yeah, you got the you got the maestro at the hands 100%. with the best instruments. Exactly, exactly. I love the way you put things. I mean, a play by play is, oh, it's it's great. It's great. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, check out Giovanni on play by play. He's awesome. He's That'd awesome. Man. Sports baby. <laughs> but um, you know, like talking about that offense. You got so many weapons. They use motion like so beautifully with Debo and Christian McCaffrey, two of the most versatile players in the NFL. And then Brandon Ayuk coming on really great. And then George Kittle, fantastic blocker and a great pass catcher if needed. 
You know, dude, like Kittle like eats people when he's exactly. blocking them. He eats their face. He, he's <laughs> easily the best blocking tight end. Like, there's there's no debate. I mean, Laporte is close. Laporte is close. Yeah, 100%. oh, definitely. Yeah. But uh, I mean, like Laporta is the next Kittle to me. Like Kittle, yeah. Kittle is has been that guy, and they haven't really needed him to be a receiver. So he's just been a fantastic blocker mm-hmm. and uh, incredible. So that offense, I'm not really too worried about them. The uh, Chiefs defense can give them some trouble because, uh, especially with that O line, it's a little older now. It's not as good as you know people may think. And uh, at the beginning of these games at the playoffs, that offense has struggled to get going. You saw the Green Bay game; they really struggled to get going. Made yeah. some good second half adjustments. Same thing with the Detroit game; really struggled. Uh, and like when Brock's pressured, you'll see the bad throw. He threw a bad throw against the Lions for that interception. Yeah, and um. That was the only drive he looked bad because yeah, he looked incredible in the second half. You know? Definitely, and you would you think about that? And it's like, wait, Kyle Shanahan and you know is good at making halftime adjustments. It doesn't blow it like in yeah. the fourth quarter. That's not like he's starting to change the narrative on himself. Exactly. Especially. Yes, I mean, both, that's a good both point. In, both in Green Bay and again you know, against Green Bay and against Detroit. You know, the whole stat was like, oh, in these conditions, fourth quarter, yep. down by five plus, yep. he has never won it. That's a great point. He, he lost 30 games in a row in that situation, and then he did it against Green Bay. And yeah. So he's starting, like, it, it, it's not the same Kyle Shanahan of bury him and he will not come back. He'll come back. For sure. For sure. And then moving to the defense, uh, Steve Wilkes has done a great job with this defense because you look at all the stars, and you can kind of get blindsided by the star factor. Their linebackers are unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Like, the linebacking core, I think, is my favorite part and the best part, which is Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But if Dre Greenlaw does get a pick, he's trying to score no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> that Green Bay game was so funny. <laughs> Come on, man. But, uh, you know, with that defense, like, the secondary hasn't been great this year. Uh, they, they've dealt with some injuries. Charverius Ward's okay, and that uh, they're solid on that front, but it, it hasn't been great for what you'd expect. And then you have so many names on this defensive line. But other than Bosa, they really haven't been that good. Yeah, it, it's, been, it's been a lot of names and for a, a, an average to above average exactly. output. But it kind of goes back to what we were talking about with the Lions and their chance to make it back is all you need is for those like lower end units on your team to be about average. Yep. I would say and they're that that's about what the, average. 100%. That, that's what the 49ers have done. And yeah. even if it if the names start to live up to that shine, I mean like there's the ceiling of that. Mm-hmm. So you could you know there's always that possibility that this could be that absolute, you know, murderer's row yes. of defenders. Yes. It could show up in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And uh I mean that kind of leads into it like Will the Chiefs just be able to dominate them on front like the Lions started with? Because the Lions started out with a run script. Oh, yeah. They were running all over them. That's David it was like seven yards a carry. Yeah, yeah Dave Montgomery, Jamison Williams on the edge. You know, the Chiefs are really good at that. Like, the Chiefs script against the Ravens, they threw two screens to their two best wideouts, Kelsey and Rashi Rice, and then five straight run plays to Pacheco. So the Chiefs are fine with doing that. Like Pacheco yeah. could have a monster game in this scenario. Definitely. Yeah, it's they're not gonna lock the, the Chiefs aren't gonna lock themselves into the identity that they used to have. Yes, they're far away from that now. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, they're going to just slam Pacheco up the middle. But what I'm thinking about for that kind of matchup and that aspect of it, with the receiving core of the Chiefs being so like so shallow and weak, yeah. then the 49ers who are a little bit weak on defending the pass. 
also like it kind of evens out. So maybe yep. you could focus a little bit more personnel up the middle exactly. and then kind of take your chances with the receivers. Exactly. Yeah, no, that's a great point, which I think will happen because the Chiefs don't have a deep threat. Like there's no Tyree Kill on this team. Nope. Uh, the person you're trusting is Marquise Valdez-Scanley, who made a great catch at the end of the Ravens game. But other than that, we don't see him have two catches very often. No. You know, and we've seen him. I mean, Kadarius Tony is the name for uh, dropping passes throughout this year. But we've seen Valdez-Scanling have his share, you know, yeah. which is which has been a struggle. So, like, you need guys like him and Sky Moore to do that if you're willing to go man on the edges. But the thing that made the Ravens such a tough matchup, and a lot of people didn't talk about it before the game, is the Ravens are a predominantly zone defense. Patrick Mahomes eats zone for breakfast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, he loves zone defense. Man, you can get away with some stuff with Mahomes, but he's still going to eat you alive. Yeah, it's, especially it's Mahomes, with Kelsey, but... you know, doing doing whatever he wants. Exactly. And, it's, and yep. it's already immediately read by Mahomes. He knows what's going on. So, Kelsey will see, like, oh, there's a soft spot. Yep. No words. Look, exactly. I'm going to be in that spot <laughs> that I know that you see as well. So, that yeah, that's absolutely so going to eat zone for breakfast. Yeah. So true. Um. I feel like that's kind of the deep stuff. Is there anything you're noticing uh, just uh, throughout the game? We kind of dove into a lot of different aspects. Is there anything that you want to, like, look out for during the game? I think, you know, Chris Jones being the leader of that Chiefs yeah, defense. Like that, yeah. Him kind of breaking out last in last year's Super Bowl run. Like, I think, that, like, he's never had a sack in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Or there was some stat between him and I think George Karloftis as, as yeah. well. But they both showed up and yes. said, oh, let me get two sacks on Joe Burrow last year in the uh -huh. Super Bowl. I would watch for him during some of those big plays because, I mean, him being the biggest player on the best unit on the Chiefs, he, he's he's a wild dude. Yes, yes. So I, so I would definitely watch out for him swatting passes from Purdy when he might be getting some pressure and starting to be uh, disrupted. Then I would watch for a Chris Jones, you know, big play. Do you see high scoring or low scoring? Low scoring. Low, low scoring. scoring? Okay. I think that this game might be played a lot within the numbers, and it's a lot of, like, you know, ver vertical up and down, yeah. you know, right up the middle kind of game. It's going to be old school, and it might be boring. Yeah, the, the thing that's weird about this game is, like, for me, it can go either way. It really can because, like, the Chiefs can attack some things. Like, if they get Pacheco going, I don't know how that 49ers defense stops them because we're talking about the man thing. And yes, I feel like that could work for two or three drives. But then they're just going to adjust and figure it out. Like, Kelsey can get open in the middle. If you're manning Kelsey with Dre Greenlaw or Fred Warner, I still think Kelsey wins that. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. I mean, Greenlaw is an unbelievable pass defender. But if you're doing man with that, like, I don't think that's enough. Because ne you know? neither of you know where you're going. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, um, and Mahomes is smart enough to figure it out for sure. But... If that run game's going, I feel like the Chiefs are scoring a lot. And then on the other side, McCaffrey running against that Chiefs defense is going to be a story because the Chiefs were really good at getting the Ravens uncomfortable and getting him out of it. Shanahan's not going to get uncomfortable by that. Oh, you know, so. he he's going to run McCaffrey. McCaffrey's going to get at least 16 carries in this game, yeah. and he's going to be a factor. And if McCaffrey's not working, you got so many options to use Debo and the screen action, to use Ayuk over the top, you know? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of different ways you can attack that defense. And, yes, the secondary played an incredible game. But I also think Purdy might even be more composed than Lamar when his first read's not there. 
you no, know because it's whack-a-mole if you, if you exactly hit, if you cover one guy then you got like literally like three other guys that are just as talented and might you know be open and with definitely within the lineup of reads that birdie's gonna have 100 percent, 100 percent. all right predictions let's get to them let's get to them i got uh, I, all right so to keep consistent with the jomo show as much praise as i gave the chiefs i think this is where the 49ers break through I think I like this it. is where the this is going to be the result of the the huge arms race of talent in the NFC. I think this is the time where they cash in, and I think this will put Mahomes two and four in the Super Bowl. Which, boo hoo. <laughs> well, let's see. Would it be two and four? No, I don't think so because lost the Bucks, right? And then um, beat the beat the Eagles, beat the uh, 49ers. It's two and one. Right. Two, two and one. Oh, excuse me. One, two out of four trips. One, two I mean. out of four trips. One, yeah. two out of four no, trips. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I completely like I made that prediction, but that was before I watched them these past two games. And uh, so like because it's the fact that I didn't make a preseason pick and I was just doing postseason picks because my picks were so bad. <laughs> Although I did have the 49ers in the Super Bowl. I'm going to give some uh, some credit there, but I think everybody did. So, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so for this game, I really feel like just I trust Mahomes, man. Like, I I can't go it's against a, Mahomes. It's not wrong either. Exactly. Exactly. It's not wrong, man. And the thing is, too, is like this defense is unbelievable, you know, and um. I talked about this a lot with Aaron when we were picking Lions 49ers because we did think it was going to be a really good game or a really close game. And uh, Aaron told me something that I found compelling, even though I still picked the 49ers, was Purdy last drive. Do you trust him? And that's a really tough decision. <laughs> that's a good you way know? to put it. It, it is, but it's, for me, like if you don't trust him, hand it off. Yeah, <laughs> but, like, it's hard to run in those situations. Like, if you're down seven, there's a minute to go. You oh, got to get the ball wise, down yeah. the field, time you know? Wise, like, yeah. Or if you're down three, minute to go. You still got to get the ball down the field, you know? And especially against this secondary. It's like, I just don't know if I trust Purdy to make the plays in that situation. And it's nothing against Purdy. Like, I, I wouldn't trust Lamar. I <sighs> Josh Allen's getting close for me. Like I like the way he's been playing, and but, but you're you talking you're talking about the guy who's been to four Super Bowls already exactly. compared to like it's it, you can't like yeah that's it, it, just what the differential is gonna be mm-hmm. to every human. It, it makes it it makes it so tough, and we've just never seen Purdy in that scenario before, which is part of it. But Purdy's looked so composed when stuff has gone against him, which is something I give him a lot of credit for, and um, you know I'm just excited for this game, man. I'm super pumped. Like, uh, I think this is going to be a really good Super Bowl. Um, I think we were super excited for Chiefs-Eagles. I'd probably rank Chiefs-Eagles, like, hype-wise, just a little ahead of this one. I would say so, yeah. Because I think a lot of people wanted to see, like, the Lions and the Ravens in the Super Bowl. Right. Um, I think that was America's pick. Both yeah, days, well, yeah Lions and or Ravens. Yeah, like. exactly. Exactly. So, um, but, but we got the two red teams. <laughs> Get your red solo cups ready. But I'm excited. I'm excited, man. Giovanni, thanks so much for joining the show. Oh, of course. Uh, I love coming back on Jake's takes. <laughs> Dude, it's it's awesome. Um, I love getting the NFL talk. And, uh, you know, three times a year, maybe we should just stick to that. Like, I'm, get I'm, get I'm NFL down. draft and then week one and Super Bowl preview. I'm in. Dude, 
That's awesome. That's awesome. It's crazy that we're just wrapped around and we're doing it again. Oh, which yeah. Which is nuts. Um, when did you start the Jomo show? Just so I know. So we, we started, or I, I say we, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> Star, started uh, my sophomore year at Oakland. That was October of 21. Okay. But it didn't really turn into a sports show until the end of that sophomore year. And then it really picked up fall of 23, fall of 22. Okay. That's when we started calling live sports. And I started get, to get involved more with Oakland sports and became in that Jomo show became a dedicated sports show. So, so how about many, about a year and a half, a year and a half. So that's, that's kind of how uh, you of put like it. the Jomo show as we know it. Do you, do you like tr track milestones and stuff for it and stuff not, like that? Or not, not really? so much. I mean, for me, it's, it's just like every week is like, Oh, I can make the thumbnail look a little bit better or, Oh, yeah. I could edit, edit the video to look a little bit better. So it's really, it's just a matter of stacking on reps and understanding, you know, what could be tweaked and then, you know, hopefully leading to a better product. Are there any like, future things that you're planning for the show or anything crazy that you could uh you know kind of open on my show well, give, the, give people a little well, we're we're gonna glimpse be in the future we're gonna be rap ramping up the coverage of the uspbl for this summer okay the, okay the baseball down at jimmy john's field your nice. boy might be getting a little bit more involved directly in the league <laughs> that's so cool we might have that's a little cool. bit more to say on each of these games so, be, so prepare for a little bit more baseball on the joe mo show nice Nice. Awesome. Well, Giovanni, it's always great having you, man. And I'm really appreciative of you coming on. Yeah, absolutely. It. Love having you, man. For sure. For sure. All right. That's going to wrap up the show for today. And I'll see you next time. Peace. Cool.